It was the second week of June, 2009, and I was in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona to be exact, and I was with a bunch of friends of mine, and we were there for a Bible conference, and um, it was a week-long, it's a week-long trip, and me and a bunch of uh, guy friends and lady friends and and not just us i mean the conference consists of like 2000 people from around the world but you know like 380 90% of them being from the states but you know you could say from around the world cuz there's a few folks from like africa and europe and 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 so on and so forth etc cetera, etc cetera. so i'm there in arizona and um this would have been again 2009 i would have been out of uh I had gone out of a relationship three months prior, three, three and a half months prior. And um, let me see, February, March, April, May, June. So, yeah, yeah, three and a half months ish. And, um, you know, I was, I'll be honest, my, my mental state during that time was kind of focused on just hanging out with my friends, living for God. And in the back of my head, I was going to hold off on trying to be in a relationship. And, um, I mean, it's only three and a half months later after this last relationship. It wasn't that long yet. Here I was already unsure if I wanted to wait, but it was a long relationship. I was, I was in that other one for like over a year and, and it, you know, made me want to take a break. So during that time in Arizona, like I said, there is my, my buddies, my guy friends, and then a few lady friends. And there is one in particular lady friend that um, the, the most innocent, purely way I can say it is it's not even that she, quote unquote, caught my eye. But I, I did have a friend of mine that was definitely trying to be very um, pushy about trying to talk to her, like me trying to talk to her. And I got, you know, at the time I was like, hmm. I'm going to wait because I'm still in this state of unsurety and I don't know and I don't know, I don't know. So uh, again, I was just having fun, focusing on my friends, living for God and that was going to be my life and that was that. So while we were there, we had a fantastic time. Any Anytime we had a chance to go to one of these uh, Bible conferences, whether it was in Arizona or we have, one, we have them in, in our own church in San Antonio um, or if you ever have an opportunity to go to, you know, we have the El Paso one and, and th- there's more than that, but those are the, the main three that I know of. Oh, of course, Prescott, Arizona as well, or Prescott as the, as the Prescottonians, uh, say it, the locals anyway. So, so we we had a good time. You're right. And after that conference, the one girl in particular that I was thinking about sort of maybe, um, I kind of couldn't get my mind off of her and I was trying to, I genuinely was because again, in the back of my head, I was like, I'm, I'm not ready to move forward on a relationship and I think I should wait a little longer and I don't know and I don't know. And, you know, I had my, my good friend, uh, Marcus was very much like, you need to do this. And I was like, you need to mind your business. Um, and then, um, I was at church one day and I wasn't mopey or anything, but I, I guess I guess maybe I had a funk to me. I don't know. I was definitely already voicing to people like, yeah, I'm not gonna get a relationship. I'm good. I'm not gonna date right now. 
say no to the dating life, you know, and uh, just leave me be. Well, my pastor in front of everybody, everybody being the church, calls me up at the end of service. And not like, you know, like he dismisses service and everyone's kind of just hanging out and he calls me. No, no, like it's still service. Like it's still a church service. Like we have not yet closed or dismissed. But he calls me out in front of everybody and asks me to make my way to him. And and I do. And uh, for anybody who remembers this moment, a lot of people say, I, I don't believe this to be true. But I have had the story told to me that allegedly... I walked very slowly, almost comically, like up to the stage. Like I was kind of like, oh, here we go. And I like moved real slow and wasn't into it, which which I, I don't remember that at all. But that's what people tell me. Anyway, so I go up to the stage and uh, he gives me a word, a word being like a word from God. And he basically saying that he feels like God wants to tell me something. And he, he decided that this was something to say to me in front of everybody. Um, and that happens sometimes. It's, this wasn't like uncommon. But um, the last time I had gotten one of those was it was a little different. It wasn't like that. It was kind of in the midst of a bunch of other people. But this was like very specific and personal and very intimate because it was in front of everybody and right, right in my face. The way, he, you know, I, I literally was like a few feet in front of him. He explains this to me over the microphone. And um, and I wasn't embarrassed. In fact, I was ready for it. I was kind of like, hit me, hit me because I need it. So the word was basically, in a nutshell, it was that God has something in store for me and that I can't just sit around and and not take it. Like I need to, I need to move forward and I need to take in consideration that he is trying to do something in my life. And I need to take steps towards it myself. I can't just pray and be like, yeah, God's got something for me, but not move. If I wanted God to move, I also had to move. And uh, it wasn't super specific other than the simple fact that, you know, move forward, do something. And the only thing that I had in my mind at the time that I was like kind of folding my arms and like, I'm going to wait and hold on was was dating it was getting in a relationship and um it was clear as day for me maybe for the church it wasn't but for me at the moment when i walked back to the soundboard because i was running sound at the time on my way back it was very vivid and clear to me that that word to me was talking about my future wife and that girl that I was considering while I was in Arizona was me moving forward that me taking steps and and doing you know like actually stepping into the potential that God has for me was going to start this relationship and um, and that's exactly what it was because that girl that I'm talking about is my wife today and the way it the way it happened is I, I started to think about it some more. This would have been like July. And um, I decided, you know what, I think I'm going to move forward on this. Late July, early August. And I, I, the, I remember the night I wanted to talk to her. I remember it very well because I had it in my mind 
and I think she had like a dartboard or something for me if I remember correctly so I was supposed to go to her car and uh, like after church and she was going to give it to me because I had a, a you know quote unquote boys home is where I live like a bunch of, basically just a bunch of knuckleheads living together me and my roommates and so she's going to give us a dartboard and so I was going to go and I had it all planned out like you know it's just going to be her and me and I can get the dartboard and be like, hey so you know so you know I'm interested and I got feelings for you and I was going to lay it on her and uh, I felt pretty confident about it and in the back of my head I didn't know how she felt about me but I knew I felt about her so I felt pretty good about it and as we were going to go to her car in front of the church um, a bunch of my buddies my roommates my my knuckleheads which at the time I called them the goof troop and and for the record um Whenever I, I see a clique, like certain guys that hang out with each other, every now and then I call them the goop troop because most of those cliques are are goofy guys. And so that's what this this group was. It was it was the goof troop. And they came up and totally interrupted my private time with this uh, wonderful young woman of God that I was going to pour out my feelings to. And when they showed up, I was pretty upset. I was like, thanks, guys, for coming and ruining my my moment of spitting some some uh <laughs> some innocent christian game <laughs> so um anyway uh yeah i didn't get to talk to her that night and you just kind of awkwardly got the thing and she was you know like grateful and you know hey maybe you can enjoy this oh thanks whatever and the guys were like oh a dartboard you know they're like my kids my my young boy kids and it didn't happen so uh, i think the following weekend i i'm way long um, it may have even been a Wednesday night. I, I she happened to be in a ministry called Tate Ministry, and I, I won't elaborate too much. But if if you you know Google a cassette recorder, back in the day we actually used to record our sermons on a cassette recorder, like a tape player. And so the tape player record the cassette recorder was actually next to the soundboard in the back, and I ran sound. So she was one of the people in rotation to be in charge of controlling the, uh, the cassette recorder. And, um, uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. And, um, yes, it's, it's, I'm not making this stuff up. You know, I'm, I think it's, it's genuine. And so, so she happened to be sitting next to me. And it wasn't, like, right next to me. There was, like, some, like, a chair's link, you know, with room between us. And, um man, I was young, man. I was like 20 years old or something. And she would, she was like four years older than me. Not was, she still is. But, uh, so she would have been like 24 ish. And so, um, I figured I'm going to take this time to do it. So I, I, not, not that moment while we're, you know, in our ministries, but that night. And so I told her, Hey, um, after service, I got something for you by my, my car or in my car. I don't know how I worded it. She probably remembers exactly. I don't, and because I was crazy nervous, I was crazy nervous, and I was trying to present myself like so confident, like I'm so ready to talk to her, and I was like totally lying to myself, like oh I got this. But in the back of my head, I was like freaking out. I was so so nervous. So anyway, I tell her that, and she's like oh okay, and um, you know she she did it in the most adorable way. And so she she you know we do what we had the church service, and then we 
walk from there and I'm like, okay, I got this, you know, meet me by my car. And I'm trying to be kind of suave and cool. Like, oh yeah, just come follow me. And I literally led her to my car. I didn't even walk side by side to her and make conversation. And that's not because I was trying to, like, I was, you know, that was my hip way of being cool. It's because I was nervous. I was so nervous. So I, I didn't, I couldn't even like be side by side to her. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. So I walk in front of her. I lead her outside of the church to my car. I open up. I, I come. I come up like if I'm gonna open up the back door, like the, the you know the back seat. She's right there next to me, and then I don't open the door, and I turn around and look at her, and I was like, "So, what I have for you is actually a spoken word." And and now she has interpreted this like I have a word for you. She she actually will even tell you the story, saying that I said the words, "I have a word for you." My version of the story is I remember saying I have a spoken word for you, but maybe I was, I don't know, so nervous that I instead, instead said, I have a word for you, like a word from God. Uh, but that's that's not how I remember it. But anyway, um, so she was kind of thrown, thrown back because, again, her interpretation of what I just said was I have a word from God for you. When my interpretation of what I just said is like, I, I got I got something to say to you. And so she's kind of like, her eyes are real big, like, oh, okay. And she like real intently leans in and is like ready to listen to me, like word for word. Like she has like an intense look on her face and she's looking right at me like, I'm ready. Like, what, what do you have to say? And um, I'm, I'm, you know, super nervous. And I'm like, well, um, I wanted to tell you that I like you. I have feelings for you. And as soon as I said that, I mean, instantly, she, like, just threw herself back so, so far. Like, she went from leaning in intensely to listen to me to, like, boom, threw herself back and, you know, did the, the, the adorable uh, female thing. Like, she put her hand up, like, close to her chest and underneath her mouth. And she's like, oh, and her eyes get real big and wide-eyed again. And, and I feel like a million bucks. <laughs> I, felt, I felt great. I did. And I had the, the greatest rush of, of telling her that I had feelings for her. And then I was like, so um, I wanted to tell you that because I wanted you to know that I'm interested in you. And furthermore, I wanted to talk to you with the intent to get to know you more than friends. I did very good with my words, just like I did just now. I'm not making that up. I, I, I totally nailed it at this moment. Maybe I didn't do it moments before, but at that moment, I absolutely nailed it. And... Uh, she was crazy embarrassed. She was very, very thrown off. And she blurted out the same to me. She's like, I, I, I also have feelings for you. Like, I, 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 I like you too. And, I, and then I threw myself back. Whoa. And I did that adorable thing too where I put my hand up under, on my chest under my... No, I'm just kidding. I did that. But I, I, mean, I was like, whoa. Like, no way. You know, I was, I was stoked. And I, I was, you know, I couldn't stop smiling and... She couldn't stop smiling. We were blushing like crazy right in front of each other. And she was like, no, I'm, I, of course, like, I, yeah, I want to talk more, you know, to get to know each other. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Let's go inside. And so we, we like walk back in the church and we're like, we're smiling so much. And I remember walking, I open the door for her. She walks in and I'm not even like leading her anymore. Like, it's kind of like, okay, I got what I needed to say done. Uh, I already had her number at this point. We were we were friends, but prior to that, you know, we knew we were in circle of friends with each other and whatnot. So I didn't like have to get her number or anything. It was just kind of like, okay, cool. Next time I reach out to you and we hang out, like 
I'm going to be after you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, you know, like I'm, I'm going to talk to you. You know, I want to talk more than more than friends. So as we walk inside the church, I see uh, a nice young lady um, uh, in the church. Her, her name is Pam and she sees me and she smiles real big at me. And the reason is because I cannot stop smiling. I have the biggest smile on my face. And she says to me, what just happened? Like, you look really happy. Like, something, something went down. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in a good mood, you know. And uh, I didn't want to say anything right away because it's, it's kind of very unofficially official, you know. Like, for me, to, I just made this, had this conversation. So I didn't really say anything yet. But, and, I, I, and, you know, from that moment, I told her, well, you know, let's talk and get to know each other. And we talked for each other, to each other uh, for like a week Um went out with friends and and we texted and and spoke in the phone and after a week uh, I asked her to be my girlfriend because I was like yeah this is going somewhere like absolutely you know this is not just a infatuation thing maybe I could have waited longer but I didn't so um so yeah I just I asked her out I mean in in front of the church even I gave I had flowers for her and I gave them to her asked her to be my girlfriend and it was a very suave, romantic move. Good job, Pastor Robert. You did very good. So, um, and again, I felt like a million. I felt like I was totally nailing it. I was like, yeah, this is great. Because, again, in the back of my head, I was very nervous. But, you know, she she did blush and, and get real, like, you know, girly and ditzy, like, in front of me. And, it, and, I mean, that just made me. I used to use this phrase with her all the time. But... I used to tell her it makes me real noodly and noodly meaning like a noodle. Like I would just get like, like, like my legs would grow weak, you know, and I'm like, oh man, like I feel so good for making her feel this way. And I, I loved it, you know? And, um, so yeah, we dated for, uh, nine months for about nine months we dated. And this would have been in uh, like, uh, so we were talking in like August I think we started dating in, the, in that same time period, and and you know, she, again, she's my wife now. She will correct me on everything, and that's okay. It's it's what she does, and I love it. And so um, we dated for nine months, and then we were at a um, let me think, November, December, January, no, 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 April, May, June, July. Is that right? Yeah, it was April. We were at a a. a um, church picnic and uh she'll she will tell you or if you've ever heard our our dating life she'll be the one to tell you that we actually only went on like two actual solo dates like just her and me but besides that we um we were always out with friends but I would always you know I would try to catch her and talk to her and you know but we also were the type of couple where we don't make it awkward where, like, no one can talk to us. Like, it's just us talking. Get out of here. We were very open with other people, and we wanted people. To, we wanted to be inviting. We want to be an open, inviting couple where it's like, yeah, no, of course we want to hang out with everybody, you know, and not just be like us two and no more and then pushing people out of our way, you know, because we, we were very, very tech strong, and, um, and, and we talked on the phone all the time, you know, so, so it worked out. But anyway, after nine months of dating, I took her out to, at the time, her favorite restaurant, which was Chili's, and uh, after the church picnic. And she was kind of thrown off because, well, it was a church picnic, and there's like a volleyball thing. And, that you know, usually, usually church picnic is like an all-day affair. But I was like, no, nah, we got to go somewhere. We got to go hang out. So she was like, oh, okay. So, she, you know, we went out, and 
and I took her to Chili's and and uh, after Chili's I took her downtown and we walked around downtown and I love that I will always be able to hold this core memory um, um, to our relationship for you know for the rest of our lives here in San Antonio downtown of San Antonio because I took her to a, a gazebo right in front of the uh, manger manger hotel manger I think it's a manger hotel in front of the Alamo it's in front of the Alamo downtown and in that that gazebo which uh shout out to my friends marcus and andy at the time um they actually made sure that no one was going to be at the gazebo when we showed up so then when we got there literally no one was at the gazebo and they they made it uh an effort to tell people hey so my friend's about to propose get out of here so that's what happened and so we got there and it was empty and i walked her in there and we're talking and again i'm i'm, I'm giddy and i'm nervous and at the time, um, I, I was very busy. I guess that hasn't changed much, but I was, I was very, very busy at the time. And she always wanted to, you know, hang out. And of course, I always wanted that too. And I always wanted to be able to offer her like my time, and on top of that, um, be there for her and be supportive and everything. And I was struggling because of my job and ministry, and I was in so many things, and I was always busy. And she felt like she was getting like you know, the brud of me. And I know I'm making this like, you know, sound like I was a horrible boyfriend, but I guarantee our communication was off the hook. We were very, very good on communication with one another. So I brought all that up in the gazebo and I was telling her, I know, you know, I can't always be there for you. And I want to, and she's like kind of cutting me off like, no, it's okay. And I'm like, no, no, listen, this is my, you know, it's my engagement speech, which she didn't know that, but, but I was like, no, listen to me, you know? And so I'm like telling her like, I want to be there for you. I want to take care of you. And I, I don't want you to feel like you're left behind. I don't want you to feel like, you know, I don't have time for you. That's, that's, that's horrible. And I want you to know that I'm, I want, you know, that I love you and I want to be with you and, and all of this stuff I'm telling her. And I'm basically saying my solution is for us to get married. And I got on one knee and I asked her to be my wife and, um, same thing, you know, she threw herself back. She had no idea. And um, I totally nailed it. <laughs> and uh, she was super excited. I was super excited. She said yes. Put the ring on her finger. Felt like a million bucks. And I just felt amazing. You know, and I, I loved it. I loved it. Every, everything about it was great. Um, one of my favorite moments was from the side of my eye was watching my friends, Andy and Marcus, running to the gazebo trying to get pictures because we were elevated, running a gazebo and they're on the floor. So they were running with the pictures, the cameras like above their head trying to take pictures. And then they came with the bouquet of flowers. For the record, was not my idea. I was so into being nervous to propose and everything going perfect that I like wasn't even thinking about trying to do those extra touches. But my buddy Marcus, who is a, a romantic if you if maybe maybe you don't believe me but it's true and he was the one who thought of like you should get her flowers so he had flowers ready for her and it, it was a surprise to both me and my wife <laughs> and we were like oh it's amazing and so it was a great night and then um three months later that's right we had three months of engagement we got married on july 25th 20 days after her birthday 2010 and uh this is 2022 so it's going to be 12 years this year and we got the three best amazing little girls and 
I love my wife, you know, and it's it's for the record, um, Valentine's. Oh, today's Valentine's Day. Today's Valentine's Day. And I know I sound all shocked and everything. Don't worry. I did my part. In fact, um, we we celebrate Valentine's Day not on Valentine's Day because everybody does that. And um, all the giddy stuff that people do for Valentine's, we do anyway all the time because we're an awesome couple. So we don't really treat Valentine's as one of those like we have to do this crazy. No, no. We pick a day. You know, it's like birthdays. You know how people sometimes celebrate their birthday on on not the birthday. We do that. So like this Saturday, two days prior from today, we went out and we had our Valentine's Day. You know, we went out and hung out and ate and just talked and just walked around and went to a couple different places and we had a great time really really good time and then um today um because one of my friends his wife is starting a small business and of course i support small business and their small business is to do bouquets of flowers and um and they do vases and deliveries and everything so i was able to order flowers not just for my wife but for my three little girls and they got those hand delivered to them today on Valentine's Day. And when I got the pictures of my little girls, and I'm not getting emotional, I kind of feel like I am, but I'm trying not to. Um, my wife sent me pictures of all of them holding flowers, and I felt like a million bucks. I totally nailed it. <laughs>